0: Your organic search is over. Here's Naturally Savvy with health experts Andrea Donsky and Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis with Andrea Donsky. The other day I was hello. bike riding, hello, and with my daughter who's in fourth grade. And we're biking along and she says something about a friend of hers moving to Paris. And I said, Oh, that's so exciting, Paris. She said, Yeah, but isn't it kind of dangerous? And I thought, Dangerous, what are you talking about? She's like, You know, the bombings. And I thought, I didn't even know she knew about that. And I didn't really know what else to say. So thank goodness we have Amy Alomar here. Mm-hmm. She is the author of the wonderful book, Parenting for the Genius, Developing Confidence in Your Parenting Through Reflective Practice. We're going to be talking all about how to help our kids and talk to them in troubled times, because I have to say I was at a loss. Hello, Amy. Welcome to Naturally Savvy. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's great to have you on. Do you hear stories like this? Because I was taken aback. I probably over-shelter her because she's super, super sensitive. I mean, she'll cry about a kid in a book that's not even real, like bumping their knee or something. So I'm like, oh, gosh, how am I going to talk to this kid about real-world events? Is this something you hear?
1: Yeah. Parents are especially sensitive these days because we want to protect our kids from anything that's going to scare them or might hurt them. So we tend to kind of put on that helicopter (laughs) and we (laughs) want to protect them and shelter them. And it is important to expose them to news and to realities that they may face. But we want to do it in a careful way. We want to provide a lot of context and conversation around it so that they know that, you know, for the majority of the times they are safe and that, you know, our number one job is to keep them safe and healthy. And we're doing that. Um, But we also want to expose them to what's going on in the world.
2: Which I think you make a really good point. I mean, let's, I want to talk about it because I was looking at the notes that you had sent in and it, you talk about here about, you know, how do we pass along or not pass along our anxieties to our children? And I had suffered from anxiety for many years and I have it under control now, but I'm curious, you know, what your thoughts are in terms of, you know, if you have, a parent has anxiety and then you see your child, you know, exhibiting certain symptoms of anxiety, like for example, My son, not every day, but sometimes late at night, if he goes to bed too late, he'll be, you know, worried about something. He'll be like, well, I can't turn off my brain. So how do we talk to our our kids or help our kids when it comes to those times?
1: Absolutely. You want to make sure that your kids feel comfortable, especially in their home. So as much as you can, you, you know, create sort of comfortable feelings around them, especially bedtime routines. And it sounds like you're talking about a younger child, maybe elementary or even preschool toddler as they get a little bit older. We want to make sure that we're giving them opportunities for independence without them feeling too compromised, okay? So you want to provide age-appropriate opportunities for them so that they can experience some independence um, free from anxiety. Now, a little bit of anxiety is okay for them to feel, right? Um, That's what gets us through our days, right? A little bit of stress, some deadlines. That's what gets us through our jobs, through our parenting, So anxiety isn't always the evil monster. If it's stopping them from sleeping, if it's preventing them from, you know, producing in school and from participating in social interactions, then you really want to address it. Um, And ways to do that are to seriously, you know, you hear this, like face the fear, um, talking to them about the reality of it. What are they anxious about? And if it goes beyond your conversation, if you're not getting anywhere with that conversation and um, minimal exposure to what they may be afraid of, then you may want to talk to your pediatrician about, you know, treating it more as a disorder than just a general fear or anxiety. But fear and anxiety in children is really natural, and it's part of their development.
0: You know, I'm really loving your book, Parenting for the Genius, developing confidence in your par- in in your parenting through reflective practice. Talk to us about reflective practice.
1: Oh, well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. reflective practice is very simple. It's learning from your mistakes and your success um, and then doing something about it. So, you know, we often tell our kids, you should learn from your mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. um, And we do as parents, too. But we don't often do something about it. So the reflection piece is really easy. Often at night you might find with, you know, your spouse or your partner or your friends um, that you are doing the reflective piece. So, oh, this went really horribly today or this went super great today. Um, But very seldom do we take the time to say, okay, if this went really badly today, what am I going to do tomorrow or the next time this opportunity arises to change that? And that's what reflective practice is. It's making a really concerted effort to address something. So, for example, if you find that dinnertime conversations are rushed and there's a lot of complaining about maybe homework or whatever it is, and you're trying to get dinner finished and you want to be appreciated for putting it on the table, and your kids are rushing off, and that's causing anxiety for you and your family, then you're going to say, All right, what led up to that and what can I change? Maybe I take out dinner on Wednesday nights because it's really hard and a struggle for me, or maybe the um, Kids help me out with dinner because they're not being gracious enough about what I'm doing. You know, whatever's leading up to that, you make a concerted effort to change the behavior, and you see how it goes next time, and you pay really close attention to what tweaks help and what tweaks don't help. And on the flip side, if something's going great, like, um, you know, got the kids off to school today, beds were made, laundry was done, you know, all things are lining up really well for me, what did you do that led up to that? And how do you recreate those positive moments in your life as well?
2: I think that's great advice. I love that you're saying, I mean, really, the key is not wallowing in our guilt, but rather doing something about it. So being proactive. And I think that's really, that's a great nugget right there. All right, Amy, I have another question for you. I want to know, my son is approaching to be 13. And what is the right time to let him stay home you know, to stay home and also even babysit the other kids. He keeps asking me to do it. I'm, I just haven't gone there yet. I'm just curious in your opinion, what's the right time to let our kids stay home alone, but also to babysit their
1: siblings? That's a great question. And, you know, you're, you're going to hate me for saying that it's different for every child, but that's the truth. So you have to really know your kid. And I would say one key thing to look for is Does your kid want to stay home alone? It sounds like your son does. Um, And if that's the case, you want to seize that opportunity. So I know we get uncomfortable giving our kids independence, but... One of the things you are doing, so I said your first and foremost job, right, is to keep your kids safe and healthy. Your second job is raising an independent adult with interpersonal skills, right, and who can take care of themselves. And ways to do that is offer age-appropriate opportunities for independence. So if he's expressing desire to stay home alone, I would say at 13, that's a no-brainer for me. Um, I would say you see kids staying home at earlier ages um, when they're comfortable, but the important thing is you set them up for success. So you start small. I'm running an errand. I'll be back in 45 minutes. And you over-prepare them. So what do you do if somebody comes to the door and you role-play it? What do you do if you smell smoke? What do you do if, you know, you forgot to lock a door and you think someone's in the house? You know, you go through all the really scary stuff. And then you go through the really mm-hmm. common stuff, too. Do I have telephone numbers around for them? Um, what if they're hungry? What appliances are they allowed to use to eat? What are they actually allowed to eat? Um, can they use the television or video games or devices? And you kind of go through that and you share with them. You're in charge. So you're the one making those decisions and you offer them those opportunities um, and you do it in a very safe and easy way and then when you really want to do it for the you know the big saturday night out they're ready and the same thing goes for babysitting you know do they get along with their siblings are they able to take care of them and you have them demonstrate that in small ways before you you know cut the cord
2: no, and I think that's great advice. I mean, especially nowadays, there's parenting, babysitting courses that kids can take that review it as well. And and that was really more my hesitation is to wait till he takes the babysitting course until I decide that I want to leave him alone with his siblings. But I think, you know, I love that you said that having a checklist of all the things to go over with, the, with your children before you actually leave the house. So great. Absolutely. I think that's great. All right. All right, well, we only have time for one very short question, so uh, maybe 30 seconds or less. Since it's election season, I mean, there's so much media around the election. Is there anything that we can do to basically you know i mean there's so much negative and there's so much you know especially when it comes to you know the candidates that are out there what can we do to talk to them and again maybe 20 seconds <laughs>
1: well you know honestly the election season has been very negative this year but it's a huge part of our entire country's basis and so we want to make sure that we celebrate that and you know we also speak very realistically those conversations i started talking about you know contextualizing and helping your kids understand it but a real appreciation for our entire system, which is hugely important to our country.
2: Well, And I think that's great advice. Well, thanks so much, Amy. You can visit Amy's website at amyalamar.com. I'm Andrew Donsky, along with Lisa Davis. This is Naturally Savvy Radio on Radio MD. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD and at Naturally Savvy. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please visit radiomd.com and look for Naturally Savvy to listen to some past shows. Stay well. Woo! Yeah.